This is Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. Your host, Carl Valeri, has over a decade of experience counseling pilots. Aviation Careers Podcast will help you navigate towards your aviation career goal. Here is your host, Carl Valeri. Welcome to the informational, inspirational, and transparent podcast about aviation careers. I had an amazing flight from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Newark last week. While over the Atlantic Ocean, I saw this large rocket fly across the sky with a plume from the rocket exhaust just filling up the sky. The morning climaxed with the re-entry of the first stage of the rocket, lighting up the ocean with a giant orange orange (laughs) fireball. Oh my gosh, you can't even talk about it. It's incredible. You know, views like this are one of the many perks we get from working this job as an airline pilot. Sorry I didn't get out an episode earlier, but uh, had a couple changes in my life uh, recently and some bad news and the reason why we haven't uh, published anything for the last week, and we might take a break break for next week, but I'm hoping to get one out, is uh, tragically, though, when I landed in Newark, I was uh, one of the things I normally do is take my father to lunch or dinner, and uh, when I did arrive in Newark, uh, I got the bad news that uh, my dad had suddenly passed away uh, in his sleep the night before. So I unfortunately wasn't able to uh, to do much else with the podcast, as I'm sure you can understand. Uh, I've been busy with everything. So it's a week later, um, and the funeral's over. My dad had an incredibly fulfilled life, uh, an amazing person, and somebody that uh, you know a lot of people say was an icon of the community. So I kind of wanted to focus on that for this episode, on not just my father, but lessons learned from my father about following your passion and your career. Uh, but before we get started, a, a couple things. Number one, uh, the scholarships guide. We're going to have a new update coming out very shortly. That's aviationcareerspodcast.com slash scholarships. And uh, that one will also have uh, some new uh, scholarships from the aviation insurance pros that uh, are placing out, and a few others that are going out there. Like I said, this is growing like crazy. The other thing, too, uh, and of course, one thing that's inspired me to to do this coaching, of course, was my father. and And you can go out to aviationcareerspodcast.com slash coaching if you want to, you know, help with trying to decide where to go in your career, what to do, what path to take. We obviously also do interview preparation, uh, but that's only for our coaching clients because we get so many requests for the interview prep. As you know, we've been putting a, a, a course together on that whole interview prep, and uh, that's you know things like the 10 most missed questions during the interview, technical interview, that type of stuff will be out there. That's coming out soon. Again, like I said, I'm sorry I had to put everything on pause in my life for just a little while. Uh, and of course, all the other courses. You can sign up for our monthly membership. It's only $10 and includes many of the courses out there, like the Holding Patterns Guide, Winter Flying Guide, also uh, you know doing the Pilot Jaws book and learning learning how to do your resume and cover letter and that type of thing. But anyway, this is kind of a special episode for me because I've had to say goodbye to my dad this week. Um, but I also, you know, I'm writing a book about my dad, and I never got to finish it before he passed. But it was called House Calls in the Garden State. 
My dad, a lot of people don't know this, but my dad was an immigrant. He came to this country uh, right before World War II broke out. My dad's from Italy, and uh, he had a bit of a journey on his way over here because my grandfather traveled back and forth, uh, commuted, amazingly enough, to Italy. And uh, in the meantime, they finally worked on getting him his passport and everything to get to this country. Uh, But a very interesting journey, amazingly enough. Uh, back then, he had to get himself a, a passport, U.S. passport from the consulate. Otherwise, the fascists, when he went through the Dr- Straits of Gibraltar, would turn him back. Uh, but that's a whole other story not to do with aviation. But I want to concentrate on, on some of the things I learned from my dad about aviation. Even though my father came to this country, they had no money, but he dreamed about becoming a doctor. And he, you know, here's somebody who knows nothing about the language uh, and they really didn't have much money at all. But my grandfather started you know, a pizza place in a little town called Milltown, New Jersey. It was actually a bar and a, a restaurant, and they sold sandwiches out of it and pizza. And it was called the Milltown Tavern, for maybe some of you know that uh, is in, uh, he actually grew up in a house in Highland Park, New Jersey, which isn't far from Milltown and the New Brunswick, New Jersey area. And that's where Rutgers University is, actually. Um, but... One of the things that you know, I learned quite a few different things from my father and in business and in life. And one thing that I thought was was quite interesting is how he really moved forward, even though everybody was saying to him, no, you know, why would you want to do that? Why would you even think about becoming a doctor? You, you've come, you're in this country, even though he was three years old and obviously was able to learn English. My grandmother, she didn't know any English. And uh, my grandfather was very broken English. And they only had about third grade education. But through that, they worked really hard, started a business, and were able to send my dad to high school, uh, college, and eventually he went on to medical school. And it was called the New Jersey School of Medicine and Dentistry, and he graduated. Actually, uh, was quite interesting how the uh, back then it was called Seton Hall School of Medicine, and he was able to, to to make it through that. And a lot of what I did in my career, I emulated off of him. And it all kind of started, uh, you know, high school, college, et cetera. But when I was in my senior year in college, I, I got the bug for aviation. And I talked about becoming an airline pilot or just, you know, getting into flying in some way. And in that process, my dad was very excited. Of course, the, the one thing that he always drilled in my head was safety. You know, keep yourself safe. Because in his career, it was the same thing. A lot of their decisions they made were based on the positive outcomes from everything that they would do within the process of trying to heal the person and the patient, that type of thing. And another thing that is interesting is that he always said to me, you know, just follow your passion and and just, you know, make sure you figure out a way that, that you can actually pay the bills with that too. Uh, because it was a very practical sense from here's a person that came to this country and their family had nothing. So you also had to pay your bills. So there's a very practical side to things. Uh, so with with that said, I finally, you know, got my licenses and everything. And uh, what was interesting is on my, my first flight, I learned a really good lesson from my father. My first flight with my dad, it was right around Father's Day, and uh, it was out of an airport called Caldwell, New Jersey, uh, Essex County Airport, I think that's the name of it now, in Caldwell, New Jersey. And we were, I was renting a Piper, and at the time, new pilot, Dad was all excited about going up flying with me. As a matter of fact, if you get a chance, uh, look at the show notes for this episode, especially episode 181, uh, because I have two links I want you to look at. Check out the picture of me getting ready to go flying. And that was, of course, my dad's not in the picture because he was always taking pictures of us. 
But what's interesting is the fact that also I have a neat video at the bottom. If you want to know a little more about me and my personal life, it's a tribute actually to my dad. Uh, but getting back to the day we went flying, we actually went to the airport thinking we were going to take off. He was all excited. My mom, of course, was not very thrilled about me becoming a pilot because of the dangers. And obviously, it's true. It's There are some dangers involved. There's not many careers where you can actually kill yourself while you're actually in your career, in your job, doing your job. Uh, there's obviously some out there, police and that type of thing. So you got to be really careful because of the fact that there can be very negative outcomes. Just like in my dad's career, even though the outcome wasn't his own personal health and well-being, but it was for his patients. Uh, so anyway, we get to the airport, and I, when I'm going down the runway, I noticed, uh, and even during my run-up, my, the oil pressure was much higher than I'd ever seen. And it was off the charts, you know. And I was like, gosh, I've never seen it like that. I'm a new pilot. This doesn't make sense. I aborted the takeoff. We get off the runway. And, you know, one of the lessons he taught me that day was he said to me, he says, you know, Carl, we can always do this another day. We don't have to do this today. It's, it's better to be safe than sorry. And just I, it just dawned on me that day. I was like, wow, you know, it's true. I mean, we really have to look at our situation. Here, I'm really disappointed. I never got to take my dad flying. Uh, that day because of the fact that there was a problem with the engine. Someone actually, what had happened is overfilled the oil, way, way overfilled it. So it actually, uh, we couldn't, it, the oil pressure was super high. And I decided, obviously, as a new pilot, I'm not going to go with anything out of the ranges. And, and so we came back and, um, you know, didn't get charged anything for the flight. But, but it was important what he said is you can always, as long as you live to see another day, you can always try it again. So that was my dad's quote unquote first flight. We never got off the ground. It was on you know around Father's Day and Father's Day weekend. So I was a little disappointed there. But then I waited, you know, about six months or so. I went and got myself my multi-engine rating, and it was at a school, but even back then, that would allow you to to rent a twin. I didn't even have my instrument rating. And my dad's like, oh good, we got two engines. This he says, I even feel safer with two engines. And so we decided to go up and go flying. And we get up in the air, and I'm flying over the house, showing them around. It was that flight that in the twin engine actually happened out of Marstown, New Jersey. And uh, it was at a school. It was called Century Flight Academy, who since then has actually moved back to Essex County Airport. And we get up in the air, and I'm flying around. He says, oh, yeah, that's neat. And a couple of minutes later, I look over, and what is he doing? He's snoring. He's sleeping. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then I realized he really, it was my passion that I was sharing with him. It wasn't his passion. He just wanted to be there with me to show his support for what I was doing. He really, you know, it, he thought it was really interesting. It was really cool. He liked airplanes. He thought it was interesting to look at airplanes. My grandfather was always fascinated by airplanes. And um, it was one of the things that, you know, even my grandfather said he always wanted to do. And of course, we grew up near an airport, a small airport. But what was interesting is the fact that he felt so comfortable and he was so relaxed, he decided to take a nap during our flight. So that actually was uh, the last time, the first time and the last time we actually got up in the air and went flying. And that was uh, over, what, 25, 30 years ago that we actually uh, did that. It was over 25 years ago that we did that. So one of the things I learned from my first flight with my dad was, hey, you know, it's better to be safe than sorry in anything in aviation. And does it really matter? I mean, we always look at things and say, hey, we, we're mission-focused. We want to get the job done. We want to go flying today. We want to get our next rating. We want to be able to to get the next lesson done, just get that stage check done, etc. But, you know, all that doesn't matter. If you, if you look at it 
in a whole spectrum o- along the timeline of your aviation career, it really doesn't matter if you have to wait another day, another week. Just take your time. The lesson learned, be safe, and don't fly if you feel that it's unsafe. You're going to have that throughout your whole career. People are going to push you to fly even though it's not safe to fly. It could be family. It could be friends. It could be your own internal voice. It could be the company you're working for. But just remember, if you crash, you're probably not going to be able to fly again the next day. So it's better to be safe because we can always do this some other day. So that's a very, very important lesson to be learned. You know, the, the next thing that I learned from my dad is that we can also have a passion intersect with a vocation. And that is truly a wonderful life. You know, my dad absolutely loved being a doctor. And one of the things I heard over and over again from people at the funeral and the wake was the fact that he wasn't treating the patient, he was treating the person. And I took that philosophy to when I started flight instructing or when I'm flying with somebody, is forget about all the technical side of things. Forget about the actual flying part of it. Think about the person that you're instructing and the person that you're flying with. Many times I had students, and I'm sure some of you flight instructors that are listening had students that came in, and this was after a tough day at work. Happens a lot, doesn't it? And they would be just drained from what they were doing for that day. And what you had to do is you had to open up and say to them, listen, maybe we need to take a break. Maybe we should just talk a little bit. Do a little bit of ground first for a half hour or so. Or if they're totally spent, forget the airplane. We can always fly another day. So what you really need to do is remember these are people that you're dealing with when you're flying. And to treat the person, not the lesson, not the disease as in my dad's case. But really, the one thing that is important and was important in my father's life is that the, he really believed that if you could take your passion and make it your vocation, it's almost as if you never worked. My dad didn't really work a day in his life, and he worked seven days a week because he loved what he was doing. And it's really interesting to see when someone loves what they're doing, kind of like with me. You know, I, I fly, you know, 15 to 16 days a month, sometimes less. And then on my days off, I hang around the airport because I'm passionate about aviation. But I'm also passionate about many other things. But aviation became the thing that I decided to, to make my career and to make money with. And it really, it's my vocation. It's my primary vocation. But another important lesson about the vocation is the fact that you also need to have fun. You need an avocation, a hobby, that type of thing. And it's okay, it is okay for a passion to be fulfilled through an avocation or a strict hobby. An avocation means subordinate to your vocation and what you make money at. It might be a part-time job. You may be the person that's thinking about, hey, listen, I've always wanted to fly all my life, but I don't think I want to do it as my full-time job. Is there any way that I can get into this part-time? Well, yeah, sure there is. There's lots of things you can do. You become a flight instructor. Pass along all that experience that you have. This is your avocation. You actually happen to be making money with your hobby. You know, I did the same thing. Even though I was flying for the airlines, I decided to join a flying club, and I loved flying with people. That's one thing I love doing is flying with other people, and that's why I like flight instructing because I'm hanging out with other people in the air. So then I decided, hey, I'll go ahead and join a flight club and then do some flight instructing also. Well, guess what happened? I did so much flight instructing 
that all the money I spent in the club, I made back from the flight instructing. So here I did. I took this avocation, and I actually made a little bit of money from it. But most importantly, remember, it's okay to have hobbies. It's okay to do something outside of aviation or outside of your main job that doesn't make any money at all. Because a true hobby gives you relaxation. You don't worry about collecting bills, that type of thing. I'll give you an example. My father was a physician, worked all his days being a physician, but he had one thing that he was passionate about that he never did as a living, and that was photography. My father had a whole dark room set up in his basement, and we would go down and we would take we take pictures and we would actually you know, go down there and, and make those pictures and develop those pictures, I should say. And what was interesting is I took his passion and his hobby, and that actually became my first job. Because of the fact he had a dark room, I was hired by the school board to do their football photography. And lo and behold, I was able to move on and had a, a station, you know, a, a TV station at the high school, and then went on to work for the cable company after that. But it was okay, he said, to have those, those hobbies. As a matter of fact, those hobbies, like his in photography, you can spend a lot of money on that. But there's, there's value. There's a lot of value in using that hobby as something that relaxes you because it really does add something to your life. In his case, he loved photography. In your case, you may love photography also, and you may love flying. Maybe you want to do some aerial photography. Maybe you want to fly drones and take pictures. But whatever it is, maybe it's even kayaking. You can fly to these remote places. Maybe it has nothing to do with flying. Some, you have to have something else in your life, some type of hobby that you're really, really going to enjoy. Can it all be centered around aviation? Sure. You know, look at me. I love lighthouses. That's another passion of mine. I love traveling to all these different places and looking at different lighthouses. Through my job, I actually can go out and see some of these lighthouses that I want to see throughout the world. And uh, it's amazing the ones that you can find. I also got into taking pictures because of my dad's hobby. So he was a great example of somebody who made zero money off of his hobby. But that was okay because... He has a lot of friends that were professional photographers, and you heard him in those conversations talk about, boy, it'd really be neat to be a professional photographer, just like I hear a lot of conversations through this podcast. Boy, it'd really be neat to become a professional pilot, and that's something I want to do. But he realized his number one passion in life was to cure people. It wasn't photography. And maybe listening to this, Your number one passion may be something other than flying. It may be an engineer. It may be a nurse, a doctor, whatever it is. That's okay because you can make this your hobby and have a lot of fun with it. And that's it's okay to have that in your life. And it's very important too to have those hobbies. Whether it be reading, it could be studying, you know, dead languages like friends of mine do with Latin and speak Latin to each other. Really, really cool stuff. Really a lot of fun. So really, I think what's important is to put that in perspective. Am I telling you not to pursue your your career in aviation? No, not at all. All I'm saying is make sure you have something that will be a diversion from what you do. There's some people, I have friends that make models that are absolutely amazing and are totally separate from what they do for a living. So figure out what those are. And I know you can think about that, what your hobbies are. Maybe it's brewing beer. 
Maybe you love to brew beer. That doesn't mean you should go out there and start a brewery. It doesn't mean that that's what you want to do for a living. You want to actually do something in the professional manner, but you don't want to have it as a profession, and that's fine. It can be a hobby. It can be a lot of fun. But make sure you think about it. Think about what it is you want to do. And like I said, that's what we do with the coaching. And that's one of the reasons that I I really was passionate about getting into the coaching in this podcast, because I want to make you realize what's really important in life. The other thing I found was really important in my life that has to do with aviation, amazingly enough, is volunteerism, the act of volunteering. You know, do something that's going to help other people and is going to be a benefit to society. So I do a lot, or used to do a lot of volunteering, physically doing volunteer work. But then I realized there's got to be a better way. I can't, there's some way I have to be able to get my message out to all these people. I spent so many years working with people, furloughed pilots, finding jobs, telling people about the aviation career. And then it dawned on me, why don't I do a podcast about aviation? Though there's the ultimate in volunteerism. I mean, I could I could speak to you, and while I'm speaking to you, I'm speaking to thousands of other people at the same time. But I couldn't do that otherwise. I couldn't run around the whole country and the world and visit all of you. I wish I could, but I can't. And this is this is one of the ways I get to give back to society is by doing this, by bringing people in and learning about aviation careers and helping you move forward in your career and helping you understand what the careers of aviation are. I know we focus a lot on flying. There's many other jobs out there in aviation that we're trying to focus more on some of those others. It's just been a crazy time with hiring at the, at the airlines, and that's one of the reasons that, that we've been really focusing on this right now. But make sure you do something like this. You know, Make sure you do this as an example. Maybe there's something you can do to give back. Maybe you're into animals. Maybe you like to fly animals around, like pilots and paws. You can get involved with aviation, that passion of yours, and also volunteerism by helping move animals around and getting them to their new homes. That's a great way to volunteer. It may be picking up patients and helping them move forward. It may be going out and planting trees and have nothing to do with aviation. But try to get the two together if you can and do something. Volunteer, because I tell you what, someone taught me this a long time ago, that if you go out and you help other people, it's like filling up their buckets. And when you fill up everybody else's bucket, yours then overflows. So get out there and try something. Think about some way that you want to volunteer. And you know the last point, the last thing that, I think is really important. This is a story that my father taught me. And the story always goes like this. The bus may never hit you. And that was the title of the story. And what what the point is, is that before we get into it, is that knowing that you need to try to do something and don't go through life thinking, gosh, you know, if I try that, something bad may happen. Here's the example. My dad, as a young person, of course, grew up in an area, uh, very, uh, a lot of manual laborers, blue-collar neighborhood, etc., and he wants to go to medical school. And a lot of his friends hanging out, hanging out at the gas station, that kind of thing, and saying to him, Layson, you know, why do you want to do that? Why are you going to high school? Why are you going to college? Someday you're going to get hit by a bus, and it's never going to matter. 
And he heard this throughout his life from these people, the naysayers, in other words. Never listen to the naysayers. Because you know what happened is this. Those people kept saying that someday you're going to get hit by a bus. Why even try? Why even try? Well, I tell you what. One day, he came back. He was serving in the Navy during Vietnam. And he was a physician in the Navy. He came back one weekend to go to a wedding. And, of course, during that wedding, he wore his dress whites, his Navy dress whites. Well, he walks up to this gas station where those friends, quote-unquote, of his were hanging out. And they also happened to be in the Navy. Navy they were enlisted. And they jumped up when they saw him in his uniform, and he, he came walking over. And to their amazement, it was my dad. And my dad walked up to them, and his, his just he looked them in the eye. And his words to them were, listen, that bus never hit me. And the important lesson here is the bus may never hit you. If you keep putting off what it is you want to do because you're afraid of that bus that's going to hit you someday, that bus may never hit you. Just give it a shot. Give it a try. What's the worst that can happen? You might fail, and you will fail at certain things, but you need to get up and move forward again. So just remember, don't go through your life saying to yourself, there's no sense in my trying because I may be hit by a bus someday. You know what? I know you can do it. And he, my father, was a great example of someone who didn't let the naysayers get him down. Here is a kid from a different country, a different language, came here, learned the language. You couldn't even tell he was from another country. His parents didn't speak very good English. They didn't have a lot of money, but they saved enough to put him through school, put him through medical school. And he truly lived the American dream. He, and I know I have listeners from all over the world, but my dad absolutely loved the freedom and the ability to do things that he could do here in America that he couldn't do back home because of the fascist government, the government telling everybody what to do, what type of jobs they can have, that type of thing. Whereas in America, he had the freedom to do what he wanted to do and live his dream and become a doctor. Well, you know what? Throughout most of the world, that is true, but especially here in America and in many of the other free countries out there, there are so many things you can do, just like in aviation. If this is your dream and this is something you want to do, you can do it. The only thing that is going to hold you back is yourself. There's many barriers for everybody into any career. You may not be the best person at landing airplanes. You may not be the best at math. You may not be the best at theory and weather theory, but you know you're good at something. And together, with all those skills that you have, it makes you a good pilot. And you know what? You take those weaknesses, and you work on those weaknesses, and someday you may even turn those into strengths. And I know that you can do it. I, I really do believe that. So uh, this podcast today is not about you know my dad, but it's more about what he taught me about my aviation career and also, I hope that some of the stories I mentioned will help you move forward in your career and your life in general. You know, I miss my dad, and it's going to be tough not having him around. But you know what? This is really important. My dad, everybody mentioned, and I had to live in this shadow all my life, was the fact that he was such a great man. But you know what? A lot of times we try to, when a great man or a great person leaves us in life, 
we try to replace that person. But we need to stop doing that. What we need to do is take the greatness that was within that person and internalize that within ourselves, and therefore that person lives on throughout all of us, through myself, through you. Just take those examples from all the great people that you've had in your life, your parents, your dad, your mentors, your coaches, whoever it may be. Those great people will live forever because you are part of that legacy. So I want to leave you with this. I want you to do one thing. I want you to do one thing today. After you stop this podcast and, and think about this today, think about somebody in your life, like mine is my dad. Think about somebody in your life that you thought to be a great person and think about the attributes of that great person and think about what you can do to emulate their greatness and internalize it and emulate it within your life. And you too will become an even greater individual and pass that along as your legacy in the future. Well, folks, I really appreciate your listening to this. And we'll be back on our regular scheduled podcast in the future. Don't forget to look at the website here. Uh, just a little you know, more personal background on me. Uh, there's a, a video at the end. Uh, talks about, uh, it's a YouTube video about my father. It's just a tribute to my dad. So I'd appreciate you taking a look at that and let me know what you think. But most importantly, do something now, do something today and think about that person in your life that you think of as a hero and somebody who is great and somebody you can emulate and somebody you can internalize their greatness within you so that you too can become great. I'll talk to you next episode. Safe flying. You have been listening to Aviation Careers Podcast, an aviation podcast about living your dream and pursuing an exciting aviation career. This aviation podcast is produced by the Valeri Aviation Corporation. Although host or guests may receive compensation for products and services discussed in this podcast, compensation never influences our opinion. Before purchasing any product or service, you should always do your own research. Music by Billy Wheeler. All rights reserved.